everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Soldier Monkey Talk. Turn on the volume a little bit. It's kind of loud, you know. Uh, today with me, I have a really special guest, a uh, by the name of a uh, Philosophy Film, and as other uh, gamer tag would probably be Hard R. How you doing, man? Hi. Hey. Thanks for having me. Doing great. That's really great to hear. Uh, so you do have uh, hard R as your gamer tag, and you're using philosophy film. How how did you come up with uh, both those names? Well, you know, hard R uh, I picked way back for my PlayStation name when I was uh, uh, probably still in high school. Well, it would I guess it would have been when I first kind of got online, so a little bit after high school. But I uh, I had heard Kevin Smith talking about movies and describing movies as a hard r as in like almost nc-17 but not quite and i for whatever reason being a young kid i thought that was edgy to be, i'm hard r I'm, <laughs> I'm not all like i'm crass but i'm not gonna go all the way to x-rated you know yeah uh, and then it just kind of stuck and now there's like uh racist connotations that go along with that um oh, so i'm kind of shifting on to philosophy film my which is the name of my podcast uh where we, uh, I have a, a friend of mine who's got a degree in philosophy and we watch movies and use it to figure out life. So I'm kind of in the process of transitioning over to philosophy film. Oh, that's really great. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge movie uh, type of person. What kind of movies are you reviewing uh, currently for the podcast? Um, well, right now, since we're heading into October, we've been doing non-traditional spooky movies. So okay. Like we did uh, one called Fido, which is like a zombie comedy from 2006. And we're going to do Beetlejuice this month and a couple of other ones. But uh, last year we did like slasher films. So this year we decided to go non-traditional spooky. Oh, that's great. So I'm assuming for slasher films, you got Jason, Freddy Krueger. Uh, yeah, Myers. we uh, we talked about all those guys. And we ended up losing a bunch of episodes last October. So Oh, really? Yeah, we've only been doing this a little over a year, so we were still new to the technical side. Oh, that's great. I mean, like, you know, the more experience I feel like you have with podcasting, like, the more familiar and the better your content will become, you know? Right, yeah. right. And I'm, you know, happy happy to hear that you're doing a podcast you actually like. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, going into, like, your favorite video game, you did say Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah. Um, before, before that, I would have said something else, but as soon as I played it, I knew that was going to be a hard one to top. Oh man. Um, just the, uh, the, 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 the storyline and how well written it is and how much you feel a part of that world and how alive it seems to be. And I spent most of my time like hunting and, and fishing mm -hmm. <laughs> and it took me the first time it took me like six months to play the campaign. <laughs> Yeah, the campaign is a really lengthy one, but it's it's a very memorable one, and it's an enjoyable one if you really are into this game, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was just amazing. And I've played it, the campaign through a few more times since then, but oh, uh, man. nothing beats that first time, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I played this game, like, I enjoyed it, like, all the way through. And, like, just the small things that you're able to do in this game and just the attention to the detail that they have in this game is really, like, ast like astonishing. Like the uh, the horse's balls when it gets cold, the balls <laughs> shrivel up. <laughs> they, they thought of everything. Yeah, they really did. Oh my god! And just kind of like the like the small things of like even if you like if you get shot, 
like nearby, you can see like the his hat would fall off. Like if you go into like a a, a bar fight or anything, you know, it's like it's yeah. very every the environment's included in almost the entire game. I would say nearly all the entire game. Yeah, no, it's it's just and, and you you to at first when you, you meet Arthur, you think that uh, he's not going to be as good as John was, you know, because I love the first one too. Yeah, and I'll be damned if I didn't fall in love with that character as well, almost more so than John. You know, <laughs> uh, just so well written. It really is, and like when my experience on that game, it's like literally I did not like Arthur. I was like, this guy is like rude. He's kind of not really a type of protagonist I would care for you know it's not until like the story develops and you're just like man this guy's like really just going through it. he's trying to figure out what is the best for not only himself but like most of his crew members yeah it uh it really had that theme of redemption you know that that the series is is known for and it just blows me away every time and the fact that there's different endings you yeah. know, depending on how you play the game, I had to go back and play it again to try the different endings, and I, uh, it, it makes for a whole new experience that time. You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what are some of your some of your favorite moments of the game? This game is pretty lengthy, so like you can just say just about anything, like the side missions, some of the main missions. Like, what did you find most enjoyable about this game? Um, you know, the 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 main missions are great, and I kind of treat that as as like watching a movie and just interacting with the movie um but the the freedom to just kind of free roam and like i said i went and did a lot of hunting and fishing so like i would literally go out and camp in the mountains and just collect pelts and come back down and sell them and i'd be gone in game for weeks you know and then you stroll back into camp and they're like where have you been arthur you know <laughs> so i'd get lost just in the world and yeah. forget that almost forget that there's story missions to actually play oh yeah i mean yeah, the world is very immersive. Have you gone through and done all like the king uh, animal hunts? Oh, the legendary ones. Yeah, oh, yes, I've done go. that. Okay. And uh, I'm a hunter uh, in you know in life, so to have it simulated so well in a game, I mean, it's not like real hunting, but just like yeah. the care that they put into it mm -hmm. uh, for finding signs and tracking an animal, and not making it always where you can just ride up next to him on a horse and <laughs> lasso him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> have it really like dumbed down yeah i i can i can really understand that uh what would you say your favorite like legendary hunt uh is um probably the moose uh the legendary moose just because they're so honking big man yeah and uh that's like the ultimate for for a deer hunter moose is like the ultimate version of deer hunting because it's the biggest deer in the deer family and now in this game, you've got this giant, almost albino looking one, and uh, it comes out real close to you. And it just, the game is so beautiful yeah. that you almost forget you're looking at CGI. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at a, and the sun was right behind it when it came out. It was just, I was like, it took me a minute. I had to remember to shoot the thing. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's really great. I, like, I love moments like that in a video game that just fully immerse you in, into like the video game world and just, you know, just take your breath away. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you did say you did uh, specify the graphics of the game. Uh, do you play on console or are you a PC gamer? Uh, I'm on PS4. Oh, okay. And hey. I play on a, uh, I have a 100 inch screen with a projector. Oh, that's amazing. That 
I'm like really into it when I sit up close. Like it feels like you're in the game. It's yeah. cool. I probably like that's probably one of the best ways to like play a game. I feel like besides like the traditional monitor 4K, you know, right? As of right yeah. now. Do you prefer uh, so that that would be your preferred console over like uh, Xbox or Nintendo? Yeah, I um, you know I've been on PlayStation since the first PlayStation that I got in like '97. Oh. Um, before that, I had you know I had a Nintendo NES and a Sega Genesis, and I dabbled in a little bit, but that first PlayStation hit me right at elementary school fifth sixth grade it was just perfect timing i was like 11 years old when i got it <laughs> and uh, all my friends had it and we'd go to each other's houses to trade games and you know games were cheaper then so yeah. you could get a bunch of them for christmas and there were tons of games to rent now it takes them so long to make a game and you know so much about them due to the internet that there's not many surprises but i used to go and go to the you know the video store and go to the video game section and they just had tons of games and it just seemed like it was endless and they all to an 11 year old were good games yeah i know i look back now and pick out the ones that were actually good but at the time <laughs> i thought everyone was good yeah i mean there is a huge change from video games back then and video games now i feel like the expectation for a good game has you know has become far more like expected and kind of needed you know at certain times yeah, I remember seeing PlayStation graphics and my dad said, this is the best video games we'll ever get because he played <laughs> Pong, you know. Oh, okay. And we, then we said that every PlayStation generation. Oh, PS2. This They can't get any better. PS3. Wow. PS4 blows. I can't wait for the PS5. Yeah. Oh, have you pre have you pre-ordered one by any chance? Um, not yet. I'm hoping Santa Claus uh, brings it to me if I'm a good boy. I've talked <laughs> to uh, talked to a couple of his elves. Okay, I mean that's fantastic. Uh, I really enjoy PlayStation, but I'm more of an Xbox person. My brother ended up picking the picking up the new uh, pre-order for PlayStation. He's, we're pretty excited to play those exclusives. Yeah, I I haven't even had uh, haven't even watched everything on it because I just want to just get it and just experience it i'm kind of backing off from from knowing everything all the time you know we were watching watching the conventions and seeing all this gameplay before you yeah. play the game it's starting to ruin it man yeah I, I can i can i can agree with that and i feel like the anticipation like it's just really just building and like just sometimes it's rather just it's better to just have it released and just given to the public than just giving all these announcements you know yeah i mean i remember seeing the first uh gta 5 trailer in like 2000 like late 2009 or something and it didn't come out for like three more years <laughs> uh, and that was i was so excited about it and then that one just kind of dropped and i didn't see a whole lot about it beforehand um but now i watch the you, know, you watch e3 and all these other you know playstation conventions and all that and they show you a bunch which if for multiplayer stuff that's fine because your gameplay is going to be different yeah but for when they show campaign missions, I'm trying not to watch that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, I mean, I can I can totally agree. Like, there are certain games I have, like, avoided of trying to see trailers and, like, gameplay. I'm just like, I really just want to play the game. Like, I don't want nothing spoiled for me. I want it to be a full experience. And I feel like Red, yeah. Ever, Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of those games. I was like, I love number one. Like, number two, I'm like, I want no surprises. I mean, yeah. I want all the surprises. Is what I'm right, right. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. Uh, going back to Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, do you play competitive all, uh, competitive at at all, or do you just play straight uh, story mode? So I'm um, I'm online. 
but online I'm just really kind of I have I really avoid other people oh, okay. and I'm I'm trying to just do the trader role and hunt and fish in peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be perfect if I could do the multiplayer in a server by myself. I would love it. I'm not really into competitive gaming all that much. Oh, okay. um, it breaks the immersion for me. It doesn't feel like the world because people don't behave. They don't actually, I'm a role player. So yeah, like yeah. people don't role play. They don't get in there and pretend like I'm this guy in 1899. They go in there and they go, I got to get my points, you know, and it just breaks it for me. And I really like to just immerse myself in the world. That's why I've always been more of a, campaign story mode guy and i think that comes from my love of movies because like i said it kind of feels like an interactive movie that way and it's using the same brain waves that i use for movies so yeah and i feel like the storytelling in a game can be either like extremely good or just not so good yeah yeah it can make or break a game for a campaign mode whereas some people are just in it for the multiplayer and the campaign doesn't matter so much and that's cool too i just I don't like seeing game companies like shy away from the campaign to focus on multiplayer. That yeah. bothers me a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of like how new games are kind of made now, you know, it's kind of like the whole call of duty series. Like they separated like the campaign from the multiplayer. Same thing with halo. Halo is doing the same exact thing where multiplayer is free to play, but you have to purchase for the campaign section of the game. is kind of like, uh, is this like where it's heading or I just, it seems totally like opposite from what it was before. I think that's kind of an okay approach though, because it gives you the option and then there's still the people that are working on the campaign are focusing on the campaign, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it gives everybody the choice. I really, the only reason I don't play a lot online is cause I don't have like a crew of guys. I think it would be so much fun to play mm-hmm. and have like a, uh, all my friends on there and, and play as, you know, as a posse on red dead. Online. Oh yeah. I was just going to bring that but, up. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if you ever had a hard- posse. yeah it's hard to do stuff alone Uh, you can't play gta 5 online at all if you're alone it's it's real tough (laughs) yeah it's a a totally different experience playing with like a posse or like a group of friends and just rather playing uh alone yeah my friends either don't play video games or they're on xbox or they're on pc i don't have like any i have one playstation friend and he doesn't play shit (laughs) kind of tragic uh <laughs> it's all right it's cool I, I like i like being alone yeah i mean I, I can see that i mean a lot i mean with playstation there is like a plenty like of exclusive games like have you been into exclusive games that uh that are on playstation at all um you know i don't even pay attention to what's exclusive or what comes out on other stuff so okay. i don't even know like have um, you played like the god of war the spider-man the Oh, uh, I did Horizon. play Spider-Man. Yeah. I did play Spider-Man. Um, I actually didn't finish it. I got, oh, um, I don't know if I didn't get, I don't want to say I got bored because it was great and it was a lot of fun. It just was, it was getting a little repetitive in the swinging across town every time you had to go to a different mission. And I don't have a lot of time to play anymore Yeah, because I work and I have a kid and, you know, you get old and you get responsibilities. And uh, so it just seemed like I was spending all my time swinging around town. <laughs> I'm going to pick it back up when I have a break though. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe at Christmas I'll finish it. But, um, I play, I did play Spider-Man. I, I do, uh, I do like playing that. It just, you got to have the time to commit to it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, uh, I would I feel like th- that is for a lot of like the, these AAA games, kind of like Red Dead Redemption too. Like you have to like love the game uh, and the the gameplay to get fully all the way through it, you know? Because like this game is really lengthy. I f- I feel like I agree with you when it like it did take me like a month or two to complete the game, you know? Yeah, and see, like my brother won't play Red Dead because he doesn't like riding a horse across the map. He wants <laughs> to just. He, if the story's there, just shoot me over there and let me play. Oh man! And uh, he's just a different style. He doesn't get into the role play side of it. So we, we always talk and argue about yeah. the merits of playing story mode versus, uh, you know, a linear, you know, sandbox versus a like Call of Duty where it just here's where you are. Yeah, and, it's kind and of I like playing those campaign games too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just like over here thinking about other games, things that happen in Red Dead Redemption 2, and I, I just like, I, I don't see how somebody does not want to take that time for it, but like, it's understandable, of like, because this game is is really a slow burn, you know? Yeah, and if you're not into story stuff, and you just want to play, which I noticed about like, like some of my students, so I'll talk to them about, you know, I teach high school, and I'll talk to, I was talking to them about the game when it came out. And they just want to get on there and shoot each other. <laughs> and so they would skip cutscenes. Oh no. And you know, not not listen to any dialogue. They're listening to music while they play. Oh my and God. and then they're wondering why they got posses coming after them in a high bounty and they're like, This game sucks. You never have any money, you gotta pay your bounties all the time. I said, I've never had a bounty. <laughs> not once. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you know, I don't know if it's just if it's a generational thing or if it's just those certain kids or or if it's just different types of gamers and that's cool too you know those are the kind of guys they like to play like Fortnite and stuff and that's yeah. just a different style of gaming yeah uh you did mention red Dead redemption one like how do you think that game compares up to this game and like what are your what are your some of your favorite things for each game um the only the only thing I would change about Red Dead One is I would give it the graphics and the mechanics of Red Dead Two. Oh yeah. Story wise, I think it's perfect too. I loved how when I first played Red Dead One, uh, you know, that was what 2010. So I mean, it was like the first amazing game that I felt like the story mode was just amazing, and it felt like it put me in all those old like spaghetti westerns, like Clint Eastwood movies and stuff, and. It, <laughs> I was really getting into Western movies at the time. So it was like a, it was like this amalgamation of things. I ended up, I bought a horse while I was playing Red Dead One. (laughs) Really? That was a terrible idea. And it (laughs) fucked me off and kicked me in the knee and I sold the thing. But that's, that's how into Red Dead I was. Oh my Uh, God. And, you know, going to Mexico and, and fighting on both sides of the, of the Mexican conflict. I thought that was just great. And, then uh, shooting the machine gun off the back of the car in the same. I love the era of Red Dead One, where it was like it's almost getting to be the end of the West. Yeah, and they mean, play that a little bit in in two, but it's still you know ten years or whatever before that. So. Yeah, I feel like that to me, it's very uh, it's kind of like saddening. You know, it's like these like it's it's like when Arthur says like we're thieves in Atlanta, where they don't want us no more, or something along the yeah. lines of that. And it's just, it's really, I don't know, I felt that, you know, I felt, I felt that emotion and that he's like, he's questioning like if what he's doing is correct. I mean, even though he knows he's done wrong things, he just feels like it's, he's not up for it anymore. Yeah. And it just is a, a testament to the writing that like that should seem shitty. 
that yeah. this guy, oh, you live your whole life robbing and killing, and now that it's over, you want to decide it was wrong and repent. But it's written so well, and you just the way that it unfolds slowly throughout the story, and you see what he's going through and how he comes to that realization, and you go, oh, I'm really on this guy's side. And that's yeah. like, if you can be on the side of somebody who's a murderer, that's <laughs> when you know you have good writing. You know, yeah. some of the best movies, like you look at, like we watch Goodfellas and stuff, and oh, we're yeah. rooting for these guys stomping guys' heads. <laughs> that's in real life, you would be repulsed by that person. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, I don't know, it's just this game, like when I first played it, I really, I was really taken back and I was like, this is like what a game should be like a storyline game and just having this narrative and just being given to you just in the slow burn. It's just, I don't know, it's everything I'm looking for in a game and I enjoyed everything about it. Yeah, same here. It's, that's exactly what I look for. And it's like, that's why I don't play a lot of other games um, because it just doesn't match up to that experience. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, I can, I, I can agree. There are some games where just like, this is not like a triple, I mean, of course, uh, a triple a game like that uh, immersive, but it's just the uh, different types of games and what you prefer and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to the, your PlayStation one days and like your early gaming days, what would you say is a really early game that you got into that you're like, okay, this is, this is a turning point for me. I really enjoy gaming. Like I can see myself doing this for like the rest of my life. I remember it well. It was Twisted Metal Two. <laughs> um, <laughs> friend of mine had it and uh, and let me borrow it. And it was the first game that I was able to. You know, back back then you used to say you beat games. I beat the game. Yeah. You know, now we say I completed it, but. It was the first game I ever beat and got to the end and there was a cut scene. And then they told me, well, depending on which car you choose, there's a different scene at the end. So it became my mission to beat the game with every one of those characters to see the cut scene at the end. And, you know, nowadays, if you wanted to see those, you just get on YouTube and yeah, and see it. Yeah. But uh, once I did that through all 10 or 15 or whatever characters there were, then I was like really good at that game and I'd play multiplayer with my friends and I would beat them. And that was the first game I could like win at competitively <laughs> because I played through the, you know, it's not really a story. It's yeah. just a bunch of levels. But uh, that was when I knew that like, okay, this is something that I can really enjoy and do if I'm interested in the characters that I'm doing it with. Yeah, no, I can agree. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that, how like nowadays you can look up something kind of like the, the cheat way of seeing like a secret ending, you know? Yeah, and I got to admit, I did that for GTA V because I couldn't make myself kill Michael or Trevor. Oh, man. I do it. So I went online and watched those endings, and I got sick in my stomach watching them. I was glad I didn't play through and have that be the ending because it was so dissatisfying and so disgusting because I've played that game. I've played that campaign. I'm on my, like, 26th run through right now. And so, like, I know those characters inside now. And when you watch what happens in those other alternate endings, it just guts you. Oh, and so I'm glad I didn't play and see that. So in that case, it's all right. But yeah, for me, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have also looked at looked at like a secret ending. It's like, have you ever played? I believe, uh, Batman Arkham, Arkham Knight. I believe it is. Yeah, Yeah, it's like it's like all the Arkham. Yeah, it's like when you complete the game, it does a very at the end of the game. It's all like, like Batman says, "I'm not done yet," and like you have to complete 100 complete the game to get the actual ending of the game. 
I was like, I'm not doing yeah. that. You know, I was like, all these real little things, like, I, I tried as best as I could. I just, all those for trophies? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not doing this. And so I was like, I'm just going to look at the secret ending because, like, I'm not, you know, like, I, I would love to go back to that game and sometimes get all those uh, real little trophies so I get the achievement. I'm a huge achievement uh, hunter, you know, or trophy hunter, as you would call right. it. Yeah, and so, like, I would love to go back there and do that, but, like, I feel like, like, I don't know, I don't know, just going back to a game and spending that much time on into it, it's like, I would just play a different game. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I think it's good that we have the option, you know, because if you don't have that kind of time, you can still get, you know, the enjoyment of being entertained by that ending without having to put the time in. But if you do have that time and you do want that achievement, you get the trophy and the ending is not necessarily the prize. Yeah. Uh, are you a big uh, trophy hunter at all? You know, I I don't. I like I say to me that will then break my immersion of like if I'm Batman in this game oh he's not he's trying to save the city he's not <laughs> he's not going to take time to go over here and try to try to get this you know knock all these Joker teeth with his batarang he's going to get <laughs> go punch the penguin yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um, and so I've never really cared about it or like getting a hundred percent you know completion or or like in Assassin's Creed, I never cared about getting 100% synced. I just let me let me play through the story and do it the best I can do. Okay. And uh, if there's flaws in it, that's to me more realistic and natural. I mean, people fall down and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are Are there any games that you're looking forward to that are coming out? Oh yeah, man. Um, I'm really interested in uh, Watchdog. Is it Is it Legions? Uh, it's... The, the new Watchdogs. It is Watchdogs. What is it here? I think it's Legion. I believe it is. Yeah. I'm not finding it at the moment. Yeah, well, whatever the new Watchdogs uh, that's coming up, I've got it right here. It's, oh, yeah, uh, Watchdog Legion. Yeah, it's Legion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legion. So what interests me about that is like every NPC is a possible player uh, playable character. So they're not NPCs, <laughs> they're PPCs. Because <laughs> you can recruit different people that have different skills. So like if you recruit a guy that's a cop uh, to your cause, then you can use that character to do a mission that requires you to like go to the police station. Oh, or, you know, so there's certain places that people can get that other people can't and you have to play with the right. You can be a little old lady mm-hmm. and, you know, not be noticed somewhere. It, and it just seems really like next level because i've never seen anything like that uh, are you a fan of the watchdog series have you played either the first or second one um i haven't but i'm going to now since i saw the the some of the gameplay and, and trailer for the new one i'm going to go back and play uh watchdog and, and watchdog 2 um i didn't at the time i was interested and i just never got around to it you know had some stuff going on and then once it was a couple years old it was like i wasn't so excited anymore you know yeah. the hype was gone but now it's now it's back and i just want to catch up on the story to to get the full experience of this new one yeah uh are you looking forward to you did mention spider-man earlier are you looking forward to uh, the new spider-man i think it's called uh miles oh, it's got miles morales yeah there we go yeah. miles morales. i couldn't remember his last name for a second there yeah um i don't i don't know it's gonna depend if i end up finishing the first one um, and enjoying that experience when I have a little more time yeah. and then I'd be interested in it. Cause I like that character. I'm kind of into comics and I'm a, I'm a nerd. Uh, oh, okay. 
not big into Marvel comics, but like I do kind of keep a little bit of track of it. So I'm, I'm familiar with the character and, and the story behind some of that, if they incorporate that. But, uh, I'm also looking forward to like, uh, cyberpunk. Oh, that yeah. one, that one looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, of course there's the new Assassin's Creed and stuff, but, uh, I haven't, I'm, I'm a few Assassin's Creed's behind. Oh yeah. Honest. So am I, it's, I feel like I, l- I lost track after Syndicate. I'm like, I don't know what's after that. That was the last one I played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and then, and then I went back and replayed the Ezio trilogy just because I love it so much. Yeah, those, yeah, those, um, those games are amazing. Where I will, instead of, I can't decide on a new game, so I just replay games that I know I love. And then that that's not like rewatching a movie you love. That's that's a chunk of time to yeah, replay sure. a game you've played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if it's a lengthy game like Red Ever Redemption 2. Right, yeah. <laughs> or even GTA five is a pretty long game. Oh yeah, know? for sure. Oh, wait, hold on, just give me a second. You you didn't mention comic books. Like what comic books are you into and like what stories really just uh drive you forward well so like i'm a big batman guy like i'm literally sitting in a a room in my house right now that i call the bat cave that's literally covered with bat memorabilia and i have been since i was like two years old Mm -hmm. um so batman's what kind of got me into comics and then from there i spread out into other dc stuff um you know, I really like Superman as well and Aquaman, you know, all the Justice League characters that I knew from when I was a kid from the cartoons. And then I started getting into Punisher and I really like that. Um, never, I just can't get into a lot of the way, I don't know what it is about the Marvel stuff. I love the movies, but I just yeah. can't quite get into the comics. I feel like they don't treat it as um, adult and serious, yeah. which I guess is kind of like the movies too, but um i don't know i feel like the movies are adult enough and realistic enough that it's it's what it needs to be yeah um but comics i don't know it just seems more geared towards a younger generation than me oh yeah for sure i I can agree with that i have been a fan of the the marvel comics since i was young and i do feel like uh the movies really differentiate a lot from the comics and like the movies have a really like realistic like this is reality type of uh, down to earth type of a uh, approach to it. Yeah. And I like that, that it also is not afraid to just also have magic and aliens and high tech stuff that doesn't exist, but they're just pretending that it does in this world, mm-hmm. which is one of the complaints that people get about like, you know, as much as I love Batman begins in the dark Knight series, like it was brutally realistic to the point where it's like you we have to have a real world version of everything we can't have anything mystical <laughs> like batman's got a lot of mystical shit in his uh you know mythos yeah. so we wouldn't if, if that had stayed going in the movies we'd have never got like a like a clay face or something which i feel like it that might be possible now because they'll they'll do anything in the movies now yeah but uh, the the comics will are like the perfect blend of that where they're, they're serious and they're gritty. I hate that word, but it's best describes it. But at the same time, they'll have, you know, those elements of supernatural or magic. Um, and it just seems to work. Whereas when they do it in Marvel for, it just doesn't fly with me. Um, 
and that's just a personal thing that it just doesn't sit right for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I really do feel like DC has a much more like greedier, as you said, and just like much more like darker approach approach to it. Like there are losses in DC, and those are really traumatic. And I feel like in Avengers, it's or like any Marvel comics, it's not as traumatic. Like they would either kill somebody off or then resurrect them right back. You know, it's kind of like there's yeah. no like there's just a lot of plot shield in Marvel. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of my complaints as well. Is you know nobody's dead except what that old phrase is like nobody's dead except Uncle Ben. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's the only one that doesn't get to come back. And then I think at one point they had him come back, so even that wasn't true anymore. But you know, that's the thing about Batman that draws me so much is that he's completely driven by the most terrible feeling that a kid could feel. You know, he watched his parents get murdered in front of his eyes and nothing gets done about it. And there's something so real about that, even though he does these things that even with all that money, you don't really believe a person could do, you know, (laughs) but because he's driven by such pure, raw emotion like that's that's so real. And I'm just drawn to that. I don't know if it's the thought of, you know, man, I'm so grateful that I didn't lose my parents because I would have not. I would have not turned into a crime fire. I'd have just turned into, <laughs> you know, a orphan who yeah. probably ended up in jail or something. But um, there's just something so powerful about that and about the Batman character and how much he cares about his city and the people in it. Yeah. And he's starting to get some some flack and some pushback now saying that, like, you know, he could have used his money to <laughs> do low-income housing or, or, or health care or something yeah, and maybe help the city a little bit more. But yeah. I don't care. I just want to see him punch the Joker <laughs> in the face, man. Yeah, I mean, I for, sure, for sure, like, there are, like, practical, realistic ways that he could have done, but, like, it's not as cool as a comic book. That is, would be you know? a boring comic book <laughs> if it was just a guy giving money to hospitals and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we read comics. That's why we watch movies. That's why we play video games yeah. is to like escape the real world. So yeah, sometimes sure. I want it to not be too realistic and too mm-hmm. thinking of, or if it's too timely, you know, that's why I like period games like Red Dead, like there was nothing trying to comment on modern politics in that. And if it is, it's subtle enough that you can fold it into the politics of, the, of that time. Yeah. And so it still allows me the escape. You know, I'm really looking forward to the Mafia um, remake. Oh That's yeah, cool. I've, I've I've never played those games, but none. So like having this remake is like really like something I'm really looking forward to. I haven't played the first one, but I played Mafia Two, and then I recently played Mafia Three, and it got a lot of flack. But I thought it was a really, really good experience and a good story. And some of the mechanics were wonky, but yeah, um, I can overlook that. And so. This will be my first time playing the first Mafia, and the it looks amazing. The it's not just a remaster, you know. They went in and completely remade it, yeah. and they were clear about that. So that's another one. It's like give, put me back in time, put me in a, a a fantastical land or or something that's not me in the real world right now, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and and I I totally agree with that, and I just feel like the games I'm playing now is just. I feel like it's kind of much more immersive just because like uh, I'm much more into, I mean, I feel like just as of age, I am older now and I was playing games as a kid. Like I feel like as a kid, I would just play games and just, as you said before, just like want the action, you know? And now I'm much more, I look at the storylines of the games and just kind of like appreciate the story that's being told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, 
it's it's the best time to be that kind of gamer too because they're they're really putting that effort into these games and with the with the modern graphics it 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 just helps the immersion that much more or are there any current games you're currently playing um like i said i'm I'm playing through gta 5 again um like the 26th or 27th time i I lost count after (laughs) 20 um just because like i can come home and get on there and you can either choose to do a mission which i've done them so many times that i just know where everybody's coming and you can just feel like a badass sometimes you just want to feel like a badass you know (laughs) yeah in front of 117 year olds every day and i'm this fat bald old guy I'm not a badass. So I can come home and get on there and just walk through and mow down every henchman without getting a, a hit on me. And I just, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Or you can go fly a helicopter around and, and shoot cars on the highway and be goofy if you want to and run from the cops and, and just kind of turn your brain off and have a little fun and blow off some steam that way too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's really the perfect great. combination. You don't have to switch games. Yeah. Uh, have you have you ever tried to pick up like uh like any other hit games at the moment like kind of like Fall Guys or like uh what's the game called uh, Ghost of Tsushima at all? Uh, I'm really interested in the Ghost of Tsushima. I've heard great things about it, and uh, they keep mentioning it on one of the um on on YouTube. I watch Neebs Gaming. Yeah, and. Uh, they he keeps one of those guys keeps mentioning how how great it was and how just beautiful it is and the graphics on it are amazing and how immersive that world is and i don't know a whole lot about japan or you know i teach us history so like i don't know a lot about <laughs> asian eastern history so i'm really interested in just kind of immersing myself in that world and and being almost like in a completely alien place yeah I mean, I, I really love these type of like games, like these samurai games. I was really into uh, Sekiro, and just I, I would love to see come back to this like type of era and just see how uh, their version of this of this type of like era is can be, you know. Well, there's like a lot of similarities between samurai stories and Western cowboy stories. Um, so like I get a Red Deadish kind of vibe from what I've seen from Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I know that like that used to be a thing, you know, they used to remake samurai films as Western films, you know, um, like Magnificent Seven was uh, Seven Samurai and uh, Fistful of Dollars was one. And, and the, the, you know, a bunch of those Clint Eastwood ones were based off samurai films. I actually did not know that. That's actually really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I get a similar, there's similar types of characters, you know, they're kind of solitary, roaming around, doing good you know, or bad depending on what's, what the story is. So like, there's a lot of similarities between samurais and cowboys. And then I'm a big star Wars nerd too. So like the samurai or like the Jedi, (laughs) so there's that aspect of it too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I can totally see that. Uh, It does seem like I'm a lot of questions. Uh, I guess my last one would be, have you been keeping up with any of the games and have you, I guess, decided on a game of the year for 2020? Um, you know, I, uh, I haven't played anything new. Um, like I guess say, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is what, one I was, was most interested in playing next. And I still haven't played Last of Us 2. Okay. Uh, seem like some of the ones I was more excited about don't, haven't come out yet this year, like Cyberpunk and like Watch Dogs. Yeah, they're all getting pushed back, which is pretty tragic, but I'm, I'm more than happy than willing to wait so they can 
finish the game on their terms, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd rather them take their time and, and do it right than to put out a, a product that's lower quality or that the experience is lesser. Um, that was one of the complaints about Mafia 3 was it needed a little bit more work, probably, and then it would have been just primo. Yeah. But uh, it looks like we're going to have like a lot to play next year <laughs> as they yeah. come out all here at the end <laughs> of the year and then I'll end up playing them down the line. I'm one of those guys that likes to wait and buy it for, you know, 40 bucks at GameStop after it's been out for a while and they've got yeah. used copies. I, I I can't hardly drop 60 bucks on a game anymore unless I know I'm going to like playing it. And I, I mean, I, I agree. There are some pricey games where, uh, like games are getting pricier and pricier. It feels like, uh, like I've, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I heard rumors that the next gen, uh, next generation of gaming, uh, this are going to be $70. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't, I don't see how they're going to profit. I don't think people are going to buy that. Like that seems just like way too much. I worry that a lot of gaming, the gaming economy is being driven by like, uh, you know, kids with wealthy parents who don't oh, care yeah. what they buy. You know, there was some, I was reading something on, on Reddit the other day about uh, how it was like, apparently the, uh, the only people who are paying for shit in Fortnite are middle-aged white women. <laughs> all the, all the credit card info, it was Visa had tweeted out, so it was oh, a fake Visa God. tweet or something. Jeez. And uh, it brought up that conversation of how like, that's actually changing the way that, uh, some of these game companies are are focusing their not only their advertising but what they're putting out based on you know hey these kids are buying these loot boxes and just paying for shark cards on GTA 5 and whatever else cuz they got mommy's credit card yeah and uh, I, I do kind of agree like that's kind of where gaming is like it's heading like the, you do see a lot more free games and like like a free game's not going to make itself money you know like you, you have to make money somehow and like they're just making it out of right. uh, uh, microtransactions which is a pretty big controversy i feel like it's uh, that's still going on yeah it also makes games more accessible though because if games are gonna if the good games are gonna be 70 bucks you know for i mean i'm an adult with a job i can do i mean i can do that i just don't like doing it yeah but some people can't and if they can get on and play for free and then maybe spend a little bit of money here or there it gets them in the game world and gets them sharing this hobby we enjoy. So, I mean, I'm all for, for that too. Yeah. I think it's something that everybody needs to be able to do yeah, for mean, the reasons stated, blowing off steam, going into another world, killing time, having fun, whatever. Yeah. And like, I really do agree. Like in the free to play aspect of gaming, I feel like that is something that is new that I actually like in gaming. Like how recently destiny two became free and, or, or like rocket league became free recently like that. That's a really big, I feel like for me is a really good direction that gaming is going and just like, you know, having the, these games available for more people is just it's the more the merrier, you know? Well, and it allows you to try something that you wouldn't try if you had to pay money for it. Like my problem. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't know, I'm going to love it. I'm not dropping 60, 70 bucks on it, but if it's free, I might go, Hey, I'll try this. And if I don't like it, what am I out? Mm -hmm. uh, time, <laughs> but you know, yeah, so I, I like that too. I just like the other option as well. As long as we keep both things going and, and make it as diverse as possible. Cause like we said before, there's as many different kinds of gamers as there are people. So, yeah. you know, keep the options open. And I, I think it's great. The more ways they can come up to play it, the better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
Is there any other questions? You, uh, is there any questions you would like to ask me? Um, you ever? How do you feel about like games based on movies? Oh, for me, like I, uh, I'm not sure. I guess you can call it a guilty pleasure. Like I love games based on movies just because most of them are not so good, you know. And it's just yeah. like for me, it's like a really quick rundown of the movie. I'm just like, oh, I saw this in the movie. Like, like this is this part. That's this part. You know, it's just like it's just. They're overly not well, like really well made, but it's just for me, it's just like being able to be in the movie is kind of like messing around in it, like doing stuff that you didn't see in the movie be done. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it really is just a gu- guilty pleasure for me. Like, there there have been some good ones though. Like, the Godfather game was really good. No, I never got around to play that actually. It was good. It was that deal where it's like you're the guy who has to put the horse's head in the guy's bed. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see that in the movie, but you're the <laughs> you're the unnamed recruit that had to go. You have to kill the horse and sneak the head into the guy's bed. That's one mission. Oh man, that was really cool. There was a Jaws game on PlayStation Two that I played in college for like a year, where you are the shark <laughs> and you swim around and you you can bite people and drag them and. And in in the at one point in the game, you're like trying to stop this oil refinery because they're polluting the water. So you're able to throw fire barrels. Oh, it was man. Just, it was I'd never done anything like that. It was wild. Yeah, I mean that sounds uh, ridiculous. I wouldn't expect a Jaws game to be like the shark viewpoint instead of the, the people trying to catch it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but it, that was it. Just came out of nowhere. And I enjoyed that a lot. And then one of the other ones that gets slept on on PlayStation 2 as well was the Batman Begins game. And so this is pre-Arkham. Yeah. And to that point was the best Batman game I'd ever played. And like oh, I said, I'm a Batman nut, so I'd played all the Batman games. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was kind of like a pre-Arkham in that there was like a fear meter. And yeah. you, if you were able to hide and like make them scared, they were easier to take out. Um and there was again stuff that wasn't in the movie that was that you got to see, and then nobody ever—I never heard anybody talking about that game. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was just before the you know before the internet was real chatty about that kind of stuff or what. I, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, there is this one game that I really did enjoy. I forget the title of the of the movie, so I can't think it off of it. It's but it's uh oh Mad Max. Have you played the recent Mad Max game? Oh no, I wanted to. I remember and then when I saw the trailer I was <coughs> excuse me, very excited. And then I just it just never happened. That happens so much with me. I get excited about a game and then I never end up coming across it in the wild. But yeah. I heard that was it looked really good. Is it is it a lot of fun? Yeah, it was it was like it, it was a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed that game a lot more than I would enjoy uh other video game movie titles. It didn't go along with the plot of any movie, did it? It was its own thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, that's it, better when they do that. Just put me in the world. That's why the Arkham games worked. Yeah, you know. Um, and I played those in movie skins. Like I played Arkham Knight in the Batman '89 mm. costume because that's my Batman. Um, but because it's not based on a movie, you don't know what's coming up next. You don't, you know, put me in the world, but don't don't necessarily follow the plot. That that that's a good guideline for uh, making a movie game, but yeah. you don't see too many of them anymore. I think they've given up on it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the only one that's been announced that's kind of like movie related is the. I mean, the game looks terrible. Like, kind of like a majority of them do, but the whole Fast and Furious video game that's coming out. Oh, they're doing a Fast and Furious video game. Have that's you not, gonna be nuts. <laughs> have you seen it? 
I haven't. Uh, I, I haven't watched the movies because they're like video games themselves. So it's, <laughs> it actually lends itself. Because they do crazy things in those movies, from what I understand. Just the little things I've seen or seen references to. But that's wild. I might actually play that game. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like the, if you look at a trailer or something along the lines of that, it, it does not look good, you know? But I mean, that's just my perspective <laughs> of it. Just because like the, the graphics and like the gameplay seem really like chunky. But like I'm more than willing to play that game just to see it. Just try it out, you know, and just see, see what see, see what it's about. What do you think about the other way uh, games that get made into movies? Oh, I actually can you name a couple? Cause I feel like I oh like Mortal Kombat or stuff like that. Well, like Mortal Kombat or Resident Evil, um, Super Mario Brothers, which gets dogged on a lot. But I was a kid when it came out, and I loved it. <laughs> um, it's it's objectively a bad movie, but yeah. for nostalgia's sake, I enjoy it. But like even more, like they did Doom. The Rock was in Doom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, or like Assassin's um, Creed. Have you seen? I've not seen a majority of these uh, video game the movies. To be honest, Creed movie I was real excited about, and then it disappointed me because there's so much lore in the games that they had to try to explain in a two-hour movie for people yeah. that hadn't played the games. I feel um, like for me, it's like if it, if they're gonna try to make a movie out of a video game, it's just like. I would not want to see the the story of the video game. I want to see like a different take on it. Right. Yeah, it's the same same thing as going back to. I think it works both ways. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, they're doing Uncharted. With oh, I heard about that. Spider Man yeah. with the what's the the Spider Man kid, Tom Holland. Oh, there we go. Which yeah. Doesn't feel right, but maybe maybe it'll, it'll maybe it'll work. It seems different enough. You know, they didn't get somebody that looks exactly like the character. You know, all the people they're casting look a little different. So maybe it'll have a bit of a different vibe and just kind of be based on. Yeah. I think based on is better than adapted from. Yeah, for sure. I I, I agree with that. What do you what do you think about uh, some movies that are, uh, I guess, I was going to say, what do you think about Ready Player One? Because just because it has a lot of tribute to video games. And yeah. what do you, oh, I loved it. Oh, you loved it? Yeah. It, it felt... Uh, I mean, I I wasn't a, I wasn't I was born in '87, so I didn't like live through the '80s. But a lot of the movies were still on TV in the early '90s when I was watching, and yeah. that's what was in the video stores. And so I kind of feel like an '80s kid because I grew <laughs> up on those same movies and TV shows. So all the references were great. And since I play video games, and the whole idea of like an avatar and all that, just it clicked with me. And people, who, I feel like people who don't play games maybe didn't have as the same experience that we did yeah uh, i agree putting realizing putting yourself in there and how you could actually feel like you're there yeah and, and i like, want that movie to be real so bad <laughs> but just not the like terrible economy and trailer park stacked oh, up yeah. vertically and bad stuff on the outside but i want that video game <laughs> yeah for sure i mean like that would be phenomenal like literally like seeing like notable like video game characters just around walking and among them is will be ridiculous I think we'll get there, but I think there's going to be way more advertising than in the movie. All it's right. going to be like when he showed it where half the screen was covered with ads. <laughs> That's what it'll be like. That's the reality. Yeah. Uh, another movie, I guess, that I feel like is be a great movie. I'm not sure if you are a Ryan Reynolds fan, but he is making a movie about him being an NPC called Free oh, Guy. Oh, yeah. What's, it, what's that called? It's Free Guy, right? Yeah, Free Guy, yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I think it looks great. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, he's like living in GTA land, GTA online, <laughs> but he's just one of the guys walking around. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And his his personality lends itself perfectly to wacky stuff like that and high concept stuff. 
because he has that sarcasm, you know, yeah, same yeah. reason he's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to that movie. I think it'll be just fantastic. But again, I think if you don't play games, you're not going to get the same experience out of the, that movie. Yeah, the whole all factor of it, for sure. Yeah, because there's going to be things that you wouldn't pick up on that are going to be jokes, that are going to be maybe even plot points that if you don't play or at least have some familiarity with online gaming stuff that you might, you just might not understand why it's funny or why it's in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Well, that seems about it. Unless you have another question you want to ask me. Um, one more quick one. My, my podcasting partner told me to ask you, um, we've talked a lot about the idea of catharsis and I talked, uh, a little bit about today with my GTA, the idea of like blowing off steam through violent games. Cause there's a lot of talk about, you know, video games causing violence in the real world. And I had kind of have this other idea about how it can actually cause, keep you from losing your cool. Cause it allows you a safe place to blow off some of your steam. Mm-hmm. And I was just curious, you know, maybe what you thought about that as far as like, do, like how do you you be violent in a game while still reconciling that with being a good person in life uh i feel like for me it's just like i don't take anything in gaming serious like I'm not, i don't feel like all things i do in gaming is like serious at all like it's just prim- yeah. primarily for fun and like the fact that people claim that it induces violence is kind of ridiculous to me i can see it more as relieving like as you just said relieving stress and kind of like you know just having an outlet to that but then i don't know like there are that's just me personally i mean i'm sure there's some people that do get this kick or like weird essence of just like slaughtering people you know like i'm sure there's people like that but just i don't i don't see it like that i don't think uh there are that many people that see it like that like i i think that's a really like rare occasion where that could happen yeah yeah and i think that um like a lot of the older generation, like they don't understand that like these aren't made for kids. Like if kids are playing GTA five or red dead, mm-hmm. their parents had to buy that and approve of that. Mm-hmm. And you should be parenting your kids and not let them play it. So yeah. the idea of banning a violent game because a kid might play it. Well, I'm not a kid. I'm 33 year old man. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I play it? I can handle it. Well, yeah. Give me a hard R game. <laughs> <laughs> give me a hard... Yeah. um and what my partner uh, my my podcasting partner he kind of has this other thing of like well you know garbage in garbage out if you do nothing but that all the time then it might make you road rage a little more or just be tend to be a more angry person Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily know that that's true i think it's like you say it's going to depend on the person yeah and they either need to self-regulate or if they're young their parents need to regulate that yeah I mean, I feel like the most immersion that I've got from like playing a video game and like to my reality is like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta equip my clothes, you know. I got like, I put my shoes on, I, I get plus two movement speed or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I spend way too much time like picking out outfits <laughs> in, in my play, yeah. or like changing the hair and the beard. That was oh, I didn't even mention that in Red Dead. That's like maybe one of my favorite aspects of two is that your hair grows it, you can't just go put on a beard you have to wait <laughs> oh yeah that's your hair that's brilliant yeah, that's amazing and like at a certain at a certain part it would it would uh stop growing so you have to use what growth uh facial growth, use the growth serum yeah <laughs> to get it to a full 10 <laughs> and oh that was a glorious beard when he got it out to a full 10 yeah yeah, yeah that's amazing and that, that game is like 
can't stress enough how much like that game in the first game I love and ever like I feel like they really are like one of the most I say iconic games, especially like the ending to one and like the ending to two and how like similar they are and how impactful they I feel like have made the gaming industry because I feel like one really set a tone for the rest of the games uh, after that. Yeah, it really, really did. And sets up for, you know, people are already talking about what's Red Dead 3 going to be about. I'm like, pump the brakes, guys. We ain't even got GTA 6. <laughs> Red Dead 3 is going to be for 10, 15 years probably. Yeah. Um. Well, that uh, I'm really great to have you, and I'm very thankful that you're on my podcast. Is there any last... Yeah, thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, is, is there any last... Uh, words that you want to say uh yeah if anybody uh interested in uh you know philosophy or or movies uh my podcast philosophy film where me and my buddy who's got a he's a farmer who's uh, got a philosophy degree a couple of them and we watch movies and we say we figure out life one movie at a time so you can find us anywhere that you get podcasts philosophy film podcast we're on twitter at philosophy film underscore pod um thanks for the plug thanks for having me on i really appreciate it man uh, yeah and thank you once again like literally like i had a blast talking with you about red redemption like that's one of my i would say like top games i've played recently and i just really enjoy that uh talking about uh, that game yeah yeah it was a good combo it was yeah. great <laughs> all right we'll talk to you later or see you on red, red redemption 2 hopefully if they ever make it cross play because i am on xbox like i said before you know right Cool, 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 cool. Well, have a good one, man. All right, thank you. And mm -hmm. for everybody listening, thank you for listening. And, you know, have a great day and game on.